Life is short. Have an affair. Unless you get hacked. All that and more. Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Salutations. I'm Oscar Santana. Welcome to Tech 411. And I'm Todd Moore, and this is show number 143. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, yeah. We're back, baby. And is there something new going on here on the program? Well, if you didn't hear on the Mike O'Mara show, we've got a new producer. His name is Mike McIntosh, otherwise known as Mac. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. How excited are you to work with, uh, really, one uh, tech celebrity and one podcast celebrity? I love it. I am excited. Okay. Well, Mac, why don't you give us a little background? We were talking earlier. You seem to know your tech. What's going on? Uh, I've just always been a tech guy since I was a kid. I mean, it started with gaming and moved to just computers in general in high school, and I've just always liked programming in that type of general area. Yeah, Mac also known on the show as a show killer, so we're exactly. going to have to ease him into the the breath and the body of this show. Uh, but we, we're, thank you, we're thankful you're here, and uh, as our new producer... You'll be doing a lot of the heavy lifting on the back end. I do appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys inviting me on. All right, Todd, let's jump right into it. What do you want to start off with, my friend? Oh, I don't know. What about Uber? Yes, thank you. That was my favorite story that we had uh, to review today. So Uber, it's been well documented that a lot of municipalities, including the D.C. uh, area here for those local, um, has had a fight with local governments and local uh, cab unions or taxi unions um, because the taxi unions and and some cities feel like uh, Uber has an unfair advantage because they uh, can have as many, quote unquote, contractors as they want and a lot of these taxi companies have to either, especially in New York and Chicago, buy uh, medallions that are cost prohibitive uh, that can go up to uh, the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, but as of late, New York was trying to fight back. New York City was trying to fight back Uber because apparently they feel like um, they have an unfair advantage and they want to level the playing field. Why? What? Where is the unfair advantage? Because they're um, using the latest in technology and not just relying on the old ways. <laughs> well, the taxi unions contest that uh, the cost of doing business is a fraction of the cost of doing the traditional, um, you know, ride for hire um, business because anybody that has an extra has a car or some extra free time could hypothetically, with the with the correct driving record, become a Uber driver. So once they're cleared, um, they don't ne- they don't have to go through jump the through the hoops and hurdles to actually get through. And and there was a good story on Bloomberg last week, Todd, that um, somebody said that they were in the middle of Midtown Manhattan and. They looked around. She was in a cab. Uh, she looked around as, a, as an anchor just getting to her place, and there was so much traffic, and she had four cabs around her. They were all empty. But as she was making her way to the studio, she saw all these cars that were double parked outside buildings waiting for their fares to come out, all these Uber cars. Mm. And there's two things at play. One, some say that the new Uber um, revolution is causing congestion, especially in cities like New York City. Uh, because there are so many new cars on the road that are, you know, rides for hire. And B, that a lot of these taxi uh, unions um, are saying that they are getting pushed out. Like they're not making enough money for the sacrifice they've made to be, to be part of this well, quote unquote system. What's this with the Disabilities Act? I, I'm looking over this article 
and it appears that Uber is trying to sidestep the ADA uh, by claiming it's a tech company uh, and therefore is exempt. So they're not a, you know, pitching themselves as a transportation company. Yeah, they're they're a tech company. Yes, and I, it it sounds similar to like kind of what Tesla does with with their car. They're like, we're not a traditional, you know, automobile company. We're a tech company. Yes, and so. I think when you're dealing with regulations like that, you you really can't sidestep it. Now, I I don't know how taxi cabs comply with ADA. Do you? I don't. But from this article, I imagine I think they just drive on. I, like, I, I think that's their problem. <laughs> Burn a wheelchair. <laughs> see you later. Well, I, I you know I don't know the details either. But if there is a a mandate that a certain fleet or taxi cab company has to have a certain amount of handicap accessible um, vans on the road as part of their fleet, then that's something to contend with, right? Yeah. I, I think it's interesting if they're trying to sidestep that kind of regulation, which, you know, it, Uber's always been aggressive. We covered them forever when it comes to marketing. They're super aggressive. When, uh, com competing with Lyft, they're extremely aggressive yeah. and sabotaging their business at every opportunity. So, um it, you know, and you see it all the time. We dealt with it in D.C. Yeah. Uh, Uber is really good at getting their user base to tweet congressmen and fight these cabbie unions. Mm -hmm. So they're really leveraging the platform they built when it when, when this kind of thing happens and New York is trying to push back. Uh, they really get the public involved and uh, – you know, I, I don't uh, appreciate their, their business tactics, but I, I really like that they do that. I like how uh, tech companies are um, using their fan base, if you will, to, to kind of push the government along. I think that's important. I think also it's important to highlight, Todd, and I agree with you 100%, that you know we've heard some backstories of different uh, marketing campaigns um, that Uber has tried here locally in the city. But regardless of their aggressive nature, it's, I, mean, I mean, I can speak for D.C. I can't speak from New York, but in D.C. for years, for years, the independent taxi companies and the larger taxi companies, in my eyes, got away with murder. Most of these uh, taxi companies wouldn't take credit. You had to have cash on hand at oh, all yeah. times. Oh, going yeah. That's into, why I hate it. I yeah, hate it. Going into 2013, 2012, 2013, maybe 2013 is when Uber got here to D.C., I remember I would tell people I'm using this this product called Uber, this you know this service called Uber on my phone, and people look, would look at me like I'm crazy. But it was so much more pleasant, and at that point, a black car, there was no UberX. I would rather pay a little more for a black car than deal with the attitude of the cabbies. And by the way, not just the attitude, the hygiene of the vehicles that were pulling up. Right. Um, because you could, you, some, uh, I would imagine it would be surprising to me if I jumped in a cab and there was a spilt Slurpee in the back and it wasn't their problem, it was my problem, right? Right, yeah. Um, and it, and it I've always tough. liked Uber for having that. And that's one of the, I think, advantages over Lyft is that you can get, you know, a, a regular town car, which is a much nicer vehicle. Though I did take Lyft on Saturday night, both ways to your home and back, back home. And, uh, you know, Why? a nice experience. Uh, because there was surge pricing for Uber, and I just went to Lyft. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that, that Uber has competition. So uh, good for you for using yeah. Lyft. And uh, everyone should try them out. Try them both out and make your decision. If you're doing UberX or Lyft, they're basically the same. In fact, most drivers, you know, have both on their phone. 
So speaking of vehicles, this next story is scary. Um, there is a solution to it before we get, before we actually get into the meat of it. But think about this. Uh, Todd, uh, at one point before I got my latest vehicle, I was thinking of getting a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And I said, um, you know, I, I had a Jeep, Jeep Grand Cherokee when I was younger. I, I still enjoy the cars. I think they're great vehicles outside of the recall that I heard about today. Um, but I can't imagine that... I could be driving down the road and there would be a possibility that if I had a Jeep and it had this uh, this kind of console smart system inside uh, my uh, as an upgrade inside my car that it was going to be vulnerable and these guys got on the web made a little video and showed how their friends or their associates hacked their car and took control of their vehicle. I think that that's something we've talked about in the past. I think this is the first time we've actually seen it on such a large scale. This is what happens when the, uh, you know, with the Internet of Things. Everything is connected and we're all using Wi-Fi or, and, you know, these vehicles are, when they're connected to the Internet, you know, the Internet's connected to it. And so yeah. it is susceptible to, to hacks. And, yeah, this story was pretty scary uh, on Wired, how, what they were able to do. Um, by taking control of not only the entertainment system, but, you know, disabling the engine while yeah. this person was driving on the interstate. So that's scary stuff. When you were younger and, um, you know, you were kind of just tooling around on the computer, the idea of uh, not necessarily hacking, but uh, you get make get making your way onto a network or, com or computers, that was kind of like, okay, you really, you, you, you know, I, I imagine the people I've talked to at least, it wasn't as, as, uh, as foreign because there wasn't that sophistication for security back then. And I'm talking about in the early, maybe late 90s, early 2000s. Um, what, what I see here is you've got a major car company that you think would have all, all those, all those uh, bases covered, Todd. That's what was so shocking to me. Like if it was a nice startup, and, and to be fair, even if it was Tesla, I wouldn't be as shocked because it's basically a computer. Um, but to see And it, Tesla has, you know, an Ethernet connection in, in the car and you can start hacking in that way. Um, so this is going to become more and more of an issue. Yeah, but it's it's weird because it's just an infotainment system, right? It's not it's not and again, for Tesla, I see that big uh, what looks to be an iPad on the dash. I'm like, oh man, this is definitely a computer. But that infotainment system really it's shocking because it's still a Jeep, and the way they could, they they, had, they were able to access the engine and the entertainment system, pretty wild, man, pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing when they're changing the radio station, it's an entirely different thing when they're controlling, you know, the vehicle and causing the person to run off the road, so. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of hacking, we've got a lot of hacking news here. It looks like researchers have found a new texting vulnerability in Android. Uh-oh. And it's a Ruh -roh. little scary. So um, the the hack is when you use uh, video texting. Okay. You know, and, you, and you can basically take over, it looks like, remote code execution um, and compromise the phone's uh, microphone, cameras, and any other core functions. So th it looks pretty serious. Uh, the problem uh, with Android, of course, is Google's already got a patch, but, you know, how soon are you going to get it or are you going to get it? So that's the problem with the Android ecosystem is it's really up to the manufacturer of your device whether you're going to get the patch. So if you're running Android, make sure 
uh, you check into that, see if that vulnerability is going to be fixed. Yeah. So again, this is the MMS part of uh, messaging is specifically video. So, so just for context, one, um, speaking of getting fixed, to get that Chrysler situation with your Jeep uh, worked out, you have to go back to the dealership. They have a patch. They'll work that out. But you have to make some time to do that. And I'm sure... Yeah, we got to patch everything. got to patch days. that up. With your Android, is that a software update? Or is it the different iterations of Android have to take care of that on their own? No. When, they, when you say patch, it's just a, it's a software firmware fix. So... Uh, but again, you have to you have to wait for either your manufacturer to release it. Uh, yeah. If you're like me and you have a Nexus Six, um, you know, of course you're going to get that patch right away. And that's why I always advise people, you know, go go vanilla Android, go Google if you can, because you're always going to have, you know, the latest and greatest stuff. Always go vanilla. Uh, what's that phone I saw at your house on Saturday night? That's the Nexus Six. Yeah, gorgeous. So phone, you know Mac. what's great? So I'm on Project Fee. We never talked about that. No. And that is Google's new carrier. Uh, so I was very excited to get, um, you have to, uh, in typical Google fashion, you have to apply. to. What get is device. Project Fee? I, I, I asked you. I, maybe it's ahead. Fi, like Wi-Fi. So maybe it's, I don't. I've Project Fi would make more sense. Yeah, let's go with Project Fi. Yes. Uh, so this is Google's uh, quote unquote new carrier. It's really piggybacking off of T-Mobile and Sprint. But the price point uh, is pretty nice. It's $20 a month for the text and the phone, and then one gigabyte is $10. So the base price is $30 a month, and then for every gigabyte over, uh, it's an additional $10, and they'll refund you the difference. So there's no carryover or nothing. They actually just refund you whatever data uh, you don't use. So if you decide to do five gigs a month plan and you only use one, they're going to refund you at the end of the month. So really uh, a, a neat system. I'm about to go to Bermuda yes. this week. And uh, apparently my iPhone won't work, which is T-Mobile, but um, this Nexus 6 is going to work fine. And it's going to be the, you know, it's not going to be like crazy roaming charges or anything. It's the same plan. 30 bucks a month is what I'm paying. That's and, sweet. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited to see how, how Bermuda works out because it, Apparently, like it'll just work fine, and it's not, and I'm not going to have to pay like a ton of money. And you have the stability of knowing that you, it's like it's what we've always asked. There used to be a company called Singular for you, uh, little little guys out there that was Singular and then turned to AT and T, right? And I remember as a young man, Singular would have all these minutes, and when you pay for your phone when you're in your early twenties, Mac, as you know, you pay attention, right? But then they came out with rollover, and you're like, yes, you're rolling over my minutes. Things I'm paying for, you're actually letting me have. The fact that Google, uh, the project, what is it called again? Project Fi. Fi is giving you back your data that you don't use and like refunding you the difference. That is yeah. huge. It's, it's really generous. Uh, someone did crunch the numbers, though. And apparently, if you're going to use more than four or five gigs a month, it's actually cheaper to go with just Sprint or T-Mobile. But if you're someone like me who is usually on Wi-Fi at all times, except for my ride to work and back, um, I'm always on Wi-Fi. I've always got a high-speed Wi-Fi connection. and Doesn't leave home without it. So it, it actually is a, is a decent plan. And so what's great about the Nexus 6 is it has both the antennas to bounce between uh, Wi-Fi or, yeah, Wi-Fi, open Wi-Fi spots, T-Mobile and Sprint, and it's 
from what I can tell, it's pretty seamless. And I'm actually uh, really impressed with the phone. It's it's a massive phone, so it's much heavier than than my iPhone 6 Plus. And, and the screen's about the same size, a little bit bigger. So but cool. I'm really impressed with the device. It's pretty nice. It's and a- with this Project Fi, it just makes it... For someone who has a set using it as a second phone, it's, yeah, it's great. You know, thirty bucks a month, phenomenal. Uh, Mac, you wanted to weigh in here. I forget what I was going to say. Okay, show killer. Moving wow. on here. Uh, right. yeah, good day one for you. Um, <laughs> let's uh, move on here. PayPal uh, has got news. It's uh, you know independently spun itself off from eBay. eBay and PayPal are now going to be two separate companies, and again. They, yeah, again. And I thought this was interesting because when eBay acquired PayPal years ago, I said, well, that's that's going to be the Goliath of companies. They've got the payment system already. They've got the, you know, the auction slash shopping website. They've split and PayPal share price soared. With yeah. all the competition out there, and even American Express is getting in the game. You've got Google Checkout, Apple Pay. Where do you see these electronic payment systems going? Clearly, the price, more competition gives us a better price for the consumer and small businesses that want to use these uh, features. But where do you really see it going, Todd? <laughs> well, with an open-ended question like that, yeah. where do I start? Well, do you think um, that we're, like, and I'll give you an example here. Okay. So right now, I'm thinking of integrating Apple Pay and Google Checkout, and we already have PayPal, but American Express express um all into the michael marisha website outside of just your general credit card processing or paypal is which we offer now i think it's going to be important to offer all those options because the quicker the checkout the faster the transaction right the less pain points for the user sure so if you are if you're on your end and for your virtual goods you have the luxury of saying okay i have to use you know for google uh for apple i'm using um you know uh, itunes is processing but if you had to sell anything else, would you off? Would you go through the process of, of really integrating all these payment systems? The problem with the payment systems is really just boils down to the credit card companies, right? So Visa, American Express, MasterCard, they're the roadblocks. They're the ones that own the market. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad Apple Pay came along. And I'm glad that's sort of changing... Um, it's, it's not happening as quick as I want it, but I think that that's the game changer and that enabled, uh, Google wallet to come back. And today, just today I had to make a payment using a phone line. Yeah. And, and that is like, I just wanted to scream cause I had to read 15 digits three times over the phone. And then the credit card company denied it. And I got this alert on my phone. I had to log in. And, and verify it. So, like, it took 15 minutes yeah. for me to, to pay using the phone. And so we need to have automated systems. Like, we, we, need, to, we need it to be as easy as Apple Pay. Yeah. I and, and I think we're, what's great is we're, we're at this point where merchants don't have to – you used to – if you were a merchant and you wanted to take – credit cards in the past, mm-hmm. you'd have to like put up $10,000 and it was super expensive. You had to buy all this equipment. Now it's so easy. You know, if you have a yeah. website, you can accept PayPal. There are, uh, there are third party apps that'll do it for you. Yeah. And you got square. It's just yeah. as a merchant, it's so much easier now, uh, but you still have to pay 
quite a lot in, yeah. in terms of that transaction. And that's what needs to change. We re- and, and I've always liked PayPal because you could kind of circumvent you know, the credit card company. Yeah, but you still pay a fee. So just to give you some... But it was a small, it was a smaller fee. It, 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 oh, it all adds up because I've actually, for example, if, if we're talking about small business here, um, if we're talking about payment systems, there are a couple of things at play. One is if you're a small business and you're selling goods through PayPal, uh, the fees will add up just like anything else. If you want to go through an authorized.net, which is, you know, true traditional payment systems, you have to pay a monthly fee for the volume of transactions that come through, and then you're paying a percentage of the sales. So that adds up as well. Um, if you use Square, and this is why Square uh, is having a problem losing money on a regular basis. And if you haven't used Square, the little Square that you put in your iPhone or they have a little kiosk, very handy. I've used Square multiple times for the Michael Mara show. If you use Square, you only pay for the transaction fee. You don't pay a monthly uh, membership fee. You just pay for the transactions. And... A lot of experts are saying Square uh, is in trouble and they're losing money hand over fist because they don't have that base uh, hard cost that comes into them with the $200, $300, $500, $1,000 a month that comes in just because of the volume of your transactions. Uh, but the technology for Square is far better than anything Authorized.net offers. And then you have uh, PayPal. Their new API for their app lets you either input your credit card number into the mobile payment or you take a picture of your card and it scans it done deal right pretty phenomenal right remove the roadblocks um i've always been a uh, a fan of paypal it's always been an easy way to like pay friends and stuff yeah. so uh, i think hey good for them i mean they were bought by ebay for one and a half billion dollars and now they're valued over 50 billion dollars so uh they just got a huge chunk of change so uh, expect some big things yeah. coming out of PayPal and because uh, they're, they're going to have the capital to, to do some great stuff. And PayPal, just for some context, just bought um, Braintree, a company uh, that owned Venmo, which is a mobile payment system. And I just use Venmo first. I use it first time this, for the first time this week to pay Zoolander for my tutoring fees, right? Mm-hmm. So it really is getting much easier. And if PayPal has all this money from being spun out from eBay now for their valuation and the stock valuation, then if they can continue acquiring new and really developing and integrating more of these mobile payment systems and, and evolving them, then it's great for all of us. Yeah. And they have a square type solution. Yeah. Yeah. I, trust me. I get I, a postcard every other week for it. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> enough of this. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm curious if, if that's uh, a moneymaker or is it just, you know, hey, Square's doing it. We should do it. I also do want to point out of how much eBay dropped from it as well, because eBay and with PayPal was both 80 million. Yes. And when they dropped, eBay is now down to about 30 million. They just plummeted. A lot of investors see the value in PayPal. And not eBay, really. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, okay, uh, Todd, are you scared? Are you scared that someone's going to come after you for being on AshleyMadison.com? <laughs> I believe I'm safe. Okay, good. Everybody's safe here. I mean, this is just for married safe. people, isn't it? No, it's for everybody. It's for, it's for people that are married that want to cheat. Yeah, but if you were single, you could go on there and find somebody that was married and, and that oh. wanted to cheat. I think the highest percentage city in the world is Ottawa for some reason. It's almost like 50% of the people in Ottawa have an Ashley Madison account. I think Nash, uh, internationally in D.C., uh, Washington, D.C., for the for, for the North uh, United States. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is interesting, Todd, because uh, anything could get hacked, as we mentioned earlier in the show. But what kind of stinks about this, and you can look at it both ways, is that if you're trying to be discreet and you thought life was short, you wanted to have an affair, as Ashley Madison touts, uh, you know, you may be subject, and a lot of people are saying this is it's to blackmail in the future because yeah. someone out there. I mean, it sounds like blackmail. They're going to release the list, right? Your information, yeah. And, you know, a part of me always says that, look, if it's going to take this to get you out of your busted relationship and it's not an open marriage, then maybe they've somehow whoever has hacked this website has done someone a favor, right? Many, many people a favor. Though, is this the type of is this the type of website that you kind of don't feel bad about getting hacked? You know what I mean? Well, uh, I mean, I, I I have a problem with hackers doing this. This is uh, and releasing, you know, sensitive information, email addresses, and names. It's it, name but and this names. Is, this is the the world that you know we live in now. Yeah. Um, and nobody's safe. No website is safe. Nobody's safe. So. Uh, you know me, I always take the, the approach, no matter what you do online, you just have to assume it's public. And if you keep that, you know, that, that scope, that frame of mind that no matter what you do, it's, it's going to be known or leaked, uh, you'll be fine. Now, if you're someone who's using their real name and real email address on these type of sites, you're dumb. You shouldn't do that. And, but you may not have a choice if you have to pay with a, a real credit card and that's, you know, that's a concern, and I, I don't know. Yeah, Schmosker Fantana can't get a visa, man. Uh, <laughs> he can only do so much to hide his identity. Know. Maybe that's that's what we, we need to do, is <laughs> have aliases. Alias, uh, aliases yeah. with great credit. One major discrepancy with the story is the fact that uh, Ashley Madison has a service where you can actually pay to have them delete all your information. Full from delete. Yeah, but you have to pay for that. But apparently the hackers found out that that isn't actually deleted, and it's kept in a separate <laughs> database. And they uh, got that as well. Oh, my God. Can oh. you imagine the lawsuits that are coming out? That's going to be crazy. Yeah. So uh, the, uh, just for context, if you were on CougarLife.com, which is for Cougars looking for young men, uh, they are owned by Ashley Madison as well. Are you being serious? Yes. Um, for that? Established gentlemen. Uh, dot com or established men dot I think it's established I'm sorry established men dot com which is looking is which is you know established men looking to for younger women to shepherd through life um, that is another website that Ashley Madison owns <laughs> and uh, they don't get into detail to see if they were actually hacked either but if they were able to get into Ashley Madison who knows if they were able to get into Google I Life. think uh, Adult Friend Finder it says here was also hacked yeah but for some reason if you're an Adult Friend Finder I feel like people know about it like you're like if you're in a lineup Todd and you find out that one of your friends was his name was released for being on Adult Friend Finder I feel like you're gonna know that that guy was probably on it anyways you he know looks like me like the, it's guys that look like Mac that you're like, okay, <laughs> that guy's either really has some like sexual deviancy in his life or he's paying for it. You got to figure that out. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure our listeners appreciate this uh, alert. <laughs> well, heads up, man. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Heads up. You know, yeah. Os Oscar seems to think that this is your, this is good news for those who want to get out of their marriage. Yeah, well, if, if uh, you're right. I think one of my business professors said, uh, if you get a divorce, if you really want to think about, you know, 
how the, the the emotional side of it, that's great. But if you think about it as a business, think about it as a failed business. And you want to get out of that failed business as soon as possible and start a new business. And I said, well, this person probably has a heart of stone, but that makes sense. Mm. Right? We should start. Here, here's a business. Idea. Okay. We start a business that gives you a legitimate alias. It's oh. a it's a valid social security number with a valid credit card, but it's a completely fictitious name. And we give you that identity. Yeah. And then you can go to all these sites you want and register for them. If you want to cheat on your wife, no problem. It's under a different alias. What do you think? I think people would want that. But I think how people are- want to feel anonymous on the internet. And, you know, it, it, this kind of leads to our, uh, our final article where yeah. – Google is uh, detaching itself from Google Plus uh, so that you don't have to be a real person when you post comments to YouTube. They're kind of taking that policy away. And and I think people want that. Yeah, they want that. And just can you walk me through again the process? I, Google Plus, for some reason, really annoyed me uh, after a while because everything I had to set up an email for, yeah. I couldn't have... Uh, any type of I yeah. couldn't work within the uh, Google infra like uh, ecosystem without having that Google Plus. Uh, I know profile. And it's like I don't want every email address I own to to have a Google Plus account. Yes, it's so thank annoying. You. Thank you. But, yeah, but for example, you mentioned this in our pre-show, pre-show, pre-show meeting that when you went to YouTube and if you wanted to give kudos or comment on a story, you couldn't without logging in through Google Plus. That was that the case? Yeah, yeah. and you know. And that had two effects. One, you since you had to use your real name to post comments, the comments were much better. But uh, most people don't post comments anymore. So yeah. you had better comments, but you had far fewer comments being made. I don't know which one is better. Okay, but um, well, if you're if you're if you're a website like uh, YouTube, you want more engagement. So if you're yeah. creating some sort of, uh, but you, know, you also don't want all the hate that people love to pour out on. Yeah, that, so. I don't know. I don't know where that line is. We're always trying to find that line. On yeah, the go on TMZ.com and but see the first comment. I think it's, you know, with Google separating the, the Photos app, which is a great app, um, you, you no longer have to have Google+. Plus. You can just use the Photos app, which has always been great. I have all my photos at, uh, as a backup on Google+. Plus, I haven't done uh, well, that Which yet. was go, Google+, Plus Photos. Now it's just Photos. And it's great. Like, if you if you – I have – I had a million photos on my PC, and I don't. They go day date all the way back to college, Man. and I'm like, I'm never going to go through these things. I'm never going to sort through them. So Google actually has a program that'll just scan your PC or your Mac and just push it all up there, and it, and it's private, so it's yeah, not better you know, be. public. Yeah. yeah, until you want it to be public. But again, like I said, you know, I'm not too worried about you know who who wants to dig through all those. Stupid photos. I could care less. I'd like to see some of them. <laughs> see what you were like in college. You can have. You can have. Do you have at. any pictures of you and your street bike you used to own? Yeah. Oh my God! Please sure. send yeah. one over just for for LOL. Oh yeah, the purple katana six hundred. <laughs> oh yeah. Got a, got a few of those. Oh my God! Send them over. I can't wait. I paid good <laughs> well, money to see thing. that. That's a great thing. You can just log in my Google Plus. They're all there. That's just, awesome. Sorted by date. It's got face recognition. It's just easy. And when photos have the GPS, which all new photos from from cameras have embedded GPS coordinates, like it just lays it all out. And when I go to San Francisco, I take a few pictures. I come back. 
Google automatically creates a story and it's like, it says my trip to San Francisco and it's all categorized. It's easy. It requires no effort. And I really like that feature. So the fact that they separated it out from this, this uh, Google Plus is a great thing. I'm tired of, you know, it's like I have my business account and then I have my personal account on Google. And I don't want to create a Google Plus for my, my you know, for my company name. No. But it made me do it. And I had to do it to use Google services. And it annoyed the hell out of me. And now I have all these people that have added me to their circle because they've emailed me in the past. And I'm like, I don't want you to use that. I want you to use my other one. So that's. I'm with you on that. I yeah. hate that there's all these multiple accounts. It just it, they they streamline the process, and I'm thankful for that as well. Speaking of streamlining, uh, time for apps of the week. Yeah, Woo! you got one. I have one as well. Uh, Mac will be partaking, and since this is your inaugural show, Mac, why don't you kick it off? Okay, I am gonna have my gaming app of the week. Okay, so your app of the week is a game. It is a game. Okay, now you can't change the title of the actual segment as you just tried. I saw that. It's app of the week. It's my it, app. It's your app, the app of the week. Yeah, your app, you would say, my app of the week is actually a game, guys. Exactly. Alright, what's your go-to game? It is called Akinator. Akinator. It is a weird, it's, it's like a 20 questions game. Okay. But it it keeps asking you questions yes, no, somewhat, not really, and then don't know. Okay. And it can pretty much guess who you're thinking of 99% of the time. So it's uh, kind of that... 20 questions? Yeah. That Zoltar uh, machine in uh, Big? Yeah. But you've I mean, got it on your phone? Ha- the guy looks like a genie. But it's... I mean, I've tried it. It, it can find Mike O'Mara. Oh, I've wow. I've actually done it. It's, it can do, like, YouTube. It can do memes and Ooh. everything. Wow. It is mind-blowing of how much it actually knows just by... Some random questions that it's asking you. Huh. Do you sit in your uh, bedroom alone and just akinate all day? I have done that a few days. <laughs> okay, good to know. That's horrible. Good to know. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you can find it on the iOS store. iOS. Google Play. Google Play. The iOS the store. Yeah, the App Store. Good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. I also have a game. Oh, look at this. Yeah. I didn't get the memo. No, you don't have a game. Everybody. No, I don't have a game. But go ahead, so please. So my game uh, Sunday, I was just kind of chilling on the couch all day. <laughs> I wonder and, why. Uh, I wonder why. Yeah. And I downloaded something called Goat Simulator. And we've all probably heard of Goat Simulator. I love goats. I don't know about Goat Simulator. <laughs> it is. <great>. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's hilarious. Uh, and I guess there was a big sale going on, and it was only ninety nine cents. So I decided to pick it up uh, for my iPhone. And the way it works, okay, here's the reason I bought it. I'm reading the description of Goat Simulator. Okay. And it says, this is the world's best simulator for being a goat. <laughs> and it said, it's really not that great. In fact, we'd recommend you not get this. You should probably pull your money together with some friends and get a real goat. And as soon as I read that, I was like, okay, I got to buy it. These guys are <laughs> hilarious. And it is pretty funny. It's so stupid. You're a goat. And there's really no objective. You just run around and like getting get hit by cars and what? you cause chaos and you it's kinda like Grand Theft Auto, but you're a goat and you just do these ridiculous things. You can stick your tongue to things, you can just headbutt a car a mile away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's like a ragdoll goat. If you get hit by a car, you just ragdoll across the map. It, it's pretty hilarious. That's pretty impressive. Well, they clearly, look, if Mac, uh, if he knows about it and you guys know about it, and maybe I've been living under a rock, uh, that's something I want to download. It sounds you like You have. If you have not heard about the goat simulator, and I always kind of have rolled my eyes. I'm like, how is this popular? And it's super popular right now because they're having this massive sale. Mm. So 
Try to pick it up for cheap. It's only 99 cents. All right. Well, uh, that's Goat Simulator and Akinator. Wow. Very cool. Uh, mine's super lame. Uh, I'm using it to announce that I finally uh, joined the Apple Watch Revolution. And the one thing I really love about the Apple Watch is the activity app that actually works now because I have an Apple Watch. Uh, Todd, you mentioned this when you when you picked up the watch. You said that you like that it tells you to stand up every hour. Yeah, as uh, a coder, you need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I feel. What's your excuse? Well, when I'm sitting in front of a computer editing audio or uh, working on emails, I think you don't have to be a coder to have to work at a desk and get up and. and Good point. And, you know. Awesome. Uh, we can't all be elitist and jack in and, you know, uh, have the... You know, a lot of people in my office yeah. are standing while they work now. They have these really tall Stand-up desks. desks, yeah. Have you have you seen these? I've That's seen big, them. My uncle does that. Yeah? Yeah, he he only does stand-up desks for the last, like, two years. He's always been working on a stand-up desk. I, I saw them because <laughs> Shannon, um, we got uh, some new furniture. She was thinking of getting a stand-up desk, and I said, um, you know, you're barely here, so there's no point to do that, but... They're very popular these days. Yeah, it's called the kitchen counter, Shannon. Yes, <laughs> yes. I said we Enjoy. don't need to buy new things. Um, but it's crazy. They say they say uh, sitting is the new smoking. <laughs> so think about that. Well, look, I'll tell you that over the years, um, and it probably comes with age as well. Uh, the chair I sit in for an extended period of time really matters to me. Um, the the height of uh, it, you know I never thought of getting an ergonomic desk. Um, it, the shoulder pain that I have slowly worked out of not just my daily life, but overall with with some exercise that that come from uh, like hunching over a laptop all day, uh, all that starts adding up. And uh, for the activity um, at back to the activity app that's attached to the watch, I like seeing the progress I'm making. If I'm doing and if I'm working enough throughout my day, as far as mobility is concerned. To get outside. So when it tells me to stand, Todd, and if I'm here in the studio and we have all the windows blacked out with sound uh, proofing, I will walk outside and take a quick five-minute break instead of just going into the hall or just standing up. I will walk outside because I need, like, and it's really helped my overall daily, uh, daily, I guess, interactions because I'm not as, you know, kind of pissy or frustrated. I feel like it's really helping. Wow, that's that's good uh, right? that it's yeah helping with your mood. I I do like that one feature, and it's so silly that it's like you need to stand, and then I'll go. You know what? Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go in the kitchen and get get a glass of water so I'm get off this computer. The other, so, the, yeah. sorry, the other feature I love uh, before we wrap this up is um, that one. I bought a separate band. I got the um, Apple Watch Sport because it's the was the lightest one, the best one that fit my wrist. Because I, I initially had ordered one of the high-end ones. Um, but I got the Sport, and I matched it up with another band so I can wear it when I go out, and I can also wear it when I'm either working out or playing soccer or just hanging out. All right. So it's a, it's a cheaper solution than actually going all out. Just a thought. And I liked it so much that Shannon went out and got one. So oh, really? Crazy. Yeah. And now... Did she, she get the pink band one? This is when... No, she got the black one because she said she didn't want it to be flashy when she was teaching. Um, but that's just for her because she's in front of you know all her yogis. But um, the way that I interact with Shannon now, and this is super dorky, I can hit my phone, find her quickly, and then put use the two fingers, and I could send her my heart, my heart pounding to mm -hmm. her phone automatically. And when I do that, Todd, that's like uber dork fest. But that, yeah. that the credit I get for doing that 
It's so easy. Oh, and it's it's mindless. I could be typing something and hit the hit the watch and let her know I'm thinking about her. Oh my god, it's a ten. What if you like start making out with her and her heart rate like falls? Uh, yeah, oh. you know, I I actually <laughs> I te- like, hey, you're not really into me, are you? I tested the app and it's not necessarily monitoring your heart rate. It's just that what I think what they send over is just kind of a, a generated heartbeat. Well, but it's your heartbeat. It's whatever your beats per minute. It's supposed to be like an I heart you kind of thing. Right? Yeah, it's just basically saying I'm thinking about you, bottom line. Yeah, but you can send her like your your continuous work. Well, well, that's right? what I thought. But then Shannon and I were testing that at home. And every time we went back and forth, it was the same same graphic and the same rhythm. Oh, it, it wasn't really your heartbeat. I didn't think it was really our heartbeat. I think it is. Yeah, I just. I mean, they aver- like they advertise that. Yeah, maybe they sold us a bill of goods. But I'll tell you this: when I send it over, I could be dead. It'll still beat fast because that's what the what graphics shows up, and you can write to each other, and that is cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, neat. Yeah, I haven't done that. Maybe yeah. you'll write me something. I haven't even seen that feature. Well, I'll write you something right now. Yeah, draw me a little doodle. While we. <laughs> Nothing like two grown men sending. You know, I'll send you my heart rate. I'll do that right now. This is uh, great. Good thing I don't have it. You're going like to love this. Is it on right now? So now it's in my nightstand. Oh, yeah. well, then you'll get it in a second. You'll still get it. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm actually calling you now. That's probably not what I want to do. Uh, let me go here. And then I'm going to hit Todd Moore. And now I'm going to send you a little doodle. And you'll have it when the show's over. Oh, that is so sweet. There. Look, we're great friends. Who does that for another friend? <laughs> I don't know two friends that doodle each other uh, during their while they're doing a show. It's pretty cool. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna draw you a picture of a fireball shot. How's that? Oh, bringing back Saturday night. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, look. Um, uh, let's get to what we want to promote before we get out of here. Mac, thank you so much uh, for helping us out, and the show is going to continue to evolve. Now, guests. We talked about booking guests. Todd, it's a whole new world, man, for Tech Four One One. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, so, what do you have to promote, my friend? So, what do I have to promote? What did I promote last time? Last time you had White Noise Market. Oh, I did? Yes. Hey, so check out White Noise Free. Oh, uh, did I tell right. you that story? You told us. We talked yeah, about briefly it. you told us about it, yes. It was like denied for seven months. And then yeah. they finally cleared you. And yeah. And so you're good to go, right? Back in business. Going to have two. I don't have any big uh, announcements, but I have two. Two big ones coming. I got White Noise 6.0 is coming out soon. And I'll let everyone know about that when it hits. Um, also have a new video game. It's called Spill Zone. It is not out yet. It's in beta testing. Uh, but so far, man, everyone seems to like it. So I'm, re- I'm, I'm actually taking a little bit more time with this this game. I think it might have some legs. So excited about that. If you want to just follow me on Twitter so you, I can tell you about those announcements when they hit. Uh, at Todd Moore. Perfect. Um, Spells and I've had the pleasure of playing uh, a lot of fun, and I, I like. I, I showed it to Rob Spiewak today. He liked He's, it. Yeah, I'm gonna get his kids signed up. Oh, good man. Very cool. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. On my end, just at Oscar Radio, and I want to remind you that this past Friday we released um, our audiobook, Open Mic. Um, from corporate radio to online uh, success. Yeah, um, I bought it. Oh, you're, you're the good man. I appreciate that. You can find it on iTunes. You know why? Because I have the book, but yeah. it actually has it more stuff than, than the book. Yes, exclusive audio. Um, I think the the anecdotes and the updates are fun as well. And just to hear it is a whole different experience. And it really, what we added after the fact uh, like I almost forgot half of it, and I sat there and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And Rob Spiewak and uh, Pony Boy did such a great job editing that together. So congratulations to them as well. So open mic 
Find it on iTunes. It's only six ninety nine, so it's well worth it. Mac, awesome. what do you have, my friend? I have nothing. Yes, nothing that's, at all. Uh, true words haven't been said on this show. Are you on Twitter? I am not on Twitter. No. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes. Welcome love, to a tech show. Yes. I love not being in t- on Twitter. Are uh, you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. Okay. Uh, are you on Tumblr? No. Okay. Are you on Instagram? No. All right. Google Plus. Technically, yes. Okay. Only because they forced not me to. Not by choice. Exactly. All right. Exactly. We're going to have to work on that with you, but it's no problem. Mac, the important thing is that you edit this show and you get it up on a timely manner. I will do that's that. That's right. Fair? Yeah. Fair. All right, uh, that's uh, that's it for our show. Good times, Todd. Yeah, great stuff. And uh, again, thank you, Mac, for joining. Hopefully, uh, this will help us get the shows out a little bit faster uh, when it's not just me and Oscar uh, twiddling our thumbs <laughs> and being very busy. <laughs> we got to carve out time, Todd. Yeah, it can be tough. So appreciate the help. And that's it for our show. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com. All right, uh, now bring us up. Uh, if you don't mind, you have to ride that level. I think that was a little low. So at the end, when you edit it, just see me, just I might have to bump it up. Cool. Okay. Uh, and I said, you might want to write this down. I said into your phone, I said, that's it for our show. That's Todd line. So cut me out and let Todd handle that. Okay. Cool. Got it. Um, Todd, any instructions for him? I can give. Well, him we got to do that. Record the intro. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, any, we do, do an intro and outro. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna say. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, you say I'll, something about Ashley Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say that. Um, I'll say, <clears throat> if you're cheating on your wife and you used your credit card, watch out. <laughs> no, no. How about this? Uh, what is their, hold on two seconds, what is their thing? It's, uh, <laughs> it's cheaters. So their slogan is life yeah. is short. Life is short, have an affair, or not, because they got hacked. And then you go. And maybe, now, well, I could, you could just say that, and I'll go, unless you get hacked. Perfect. All, All right. Okay. Three, two, one. <clears throat> nice. Done, man. Okay, and look, we're uh, ahead of schedule. You can make it to your class. Yeah, man. Well, it's actually just here online. Group work. Let me tell you, a lot of fun. Um, You have a a, a fantabulous trip, man. I can't wait to hear all So are you going to give Mac the login? He's actually going to be able to upload this? Yes, I'm going to, if that's okay with you. Yeah, and then, you know, don't publish it. I'll, like, review it just to make sure the, the format's the same. Yeah. Okay. And but yeah, if you want to upload the MP3 once it's final, and then type up a little description and title, and then I I can proof it. Got it. All right, I can do that. Cool. Done. Deal. It. I'll set them up tonight, man. All right, guys. Okay. You have a good one. All right. Take it easy. Ciao. See ya. Great job. Um. Uh, yes, but you can save it as a draft. So I'll give you the login. Let's get your, uh, get, you know, get you set up on your machine. Let's stop that. Um, and do me a favor. So members, you log, you cut out me doing that. And then when we go to you and we have a Twitter, um, that was fun. So I always like to stop there. Anything else?